When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, Forever Dog listeners. I'm Michael Wolf, And I'm Colin O'Brien. And we're the hosts of America's loudest podcast, Literati! Sorry, sorry. Uh, We are recording in the library. Literati is a podcast about books and the idiots who write them, featuring real readings from some of your favorite authors. And some of your favorite comedians pretending to be authors. Mostly that one. Plus, we dole out tons of amazing unsolicited writing advice because we believe everyone has at least one great novel in them. Hey, just last week, I had to get a novel surgically removed from my small intestine. I accidentally sat on my bookshelf, and now I have three good novels inside me. Very impressive. New episodes of Literati are premiering on Monday, February 4th, and every Monday after that until we die. And that is contractual. Stick around until after the show to hear a special sneak preview of our interview with comedian Josh Sharp reading under his pseudonym, Clint Dimples. And be sure to subscribe to Literati on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that's the end of Of that that chapter. Before we get to this show, I want to tell you about BetterHelp.com. That's a website, you could tell by the .com part, and it is a place to go with your feelings. It's an online counseling center that you can access 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and get matched up with a licensed therapist that can help you with all your problems, all of them. Do you understand me? So go to BetterHelp.com, use the promo code tracks for 10% off your first month and get started on, on today's a new day, a new you, Jennifer, just talk to them, let them know, um, that today is the day you need to take care of your issues. I sound like I don't care, but I do. And that's the thing. Maybe I sound like if I don't, if I sound like I don't care about you, that's probably cause you have issues. Cause I care about you. You so if you if you're hearing this and you're like Alice doesn't care about me that you need to go to BetterHelp.com and talk to somebody about that problem that you have um, because we're all here for you and we want you to be better BetterHelp.com forever dog space the final frontier these are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. And you can talk, you know you can talk at any time. No, you don't want to. He says he, he's not gonna. Nope, zippity zip, zippity zip it and clip it. Throw it away. There you go. Um, very unsatisfying for our listeners. <laughs> There's no way for them to see what was happening. So I'm going to introduce our guest now that we've been talking for 25 minutes. Um, <laughs> guys, you know her from her organization, uh, which I had here, but I no, don't. It's fine. It, it's it has like a Klingon name, Urok. 
It's you're okay, but York. yeah. Oh, I pronounced it Uruk. Like Klingon. I was like, <laughs> I it must be Klingon. I appreciate that you thinking sense. that. I was Thank like, you oh so yeah, much. she must be into like Klingon or whatever. Uh, you're okay. Um, her fabulous, critically acclaimed web series Neurotica. Please welcome to the studio today, guys. The person I've already been talking to for 25 minutes, <laughs> Jenny Jap. <laughs> Jaffy. 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 You said at the same time as me. No, it's all good. Hello. Hi, Elise. I said you're. (laughs) Thank you. Alice. It's Alice. Mm. Touche. Touche. (laughs) Touche. There you go. Yeah, they liked it. Um, Our signature sound effect is laughter way later than it should be. Um, (laughs) Well, you can see, but Alex just like rolling on the floor. This is so funny to him. He is laughing so hard. That's why this show is so unsuccessful is because we, um, I think it's like, it's successful for me, but like, I think for the fans, it's like, because I think I'm doing the best bits possible because Alec and Brett are always like dying. <laughs> and then I'm like, if I listen to it later, I'm like, this sucks. You know, but a I podcast like bit is good when it kills in the room. I it's, yes, No, I, but I love listening to my own podcast to be perfectly Really? Honest. I love yeah, that. I love I that you love that. And I love that you're honest about that because I think way more people like listen back to themselves on podcasts than are willing to admit. Really? I, I definitely oh, I do, but it's always well, as a thing I'm of always like, masturbating, right? Yeah. Oh, always. Yeah, no, but to me, it's like I have to listen back to know whether or not I can um, like post it and feel confident about myself because right. I'm like, I said something wrong. I forgot. Like, again, this is the OCD thing. I'm like, I forgot I said that like horrible thing mm-hmm. about a specific person yeah, loudly yeah, yeah. on the radio, which yeah. is a thing I would do. And like, <laughs> it's not. But like, I have to, you know, listen back to make sure. Yeah. But you're afraid. And I get that. And so with the OCD thing, um, you have actual OCD. I do. So were you like during that time when everybody was saying I'm so OCD and it was just a, like a weird turn of phrase? Were you like soups annoyed or <laughs> I feel like when it was at its peak, I think I mean, I feel like that's still a thing people say, like, I'll tell them I have OCD and they'll be like, oh, my God, me too. I'm so OCD. I have to have my car clean or else I'm like very upset. I'm like, cool. OK, same. Um, I don't know. I guess it probably should bother me more than it does. Mm-hmm. Um because you know everybody's trying hard and dealing with stuff yeah and it's, yeah it's, I, yeah nobody's saying it out of a place of malice and i don't wish it's actual true. ocd on anyone so it's, it's like i'd rather you think you have ocd than actually have it it's true it's also part of our colloquial like extreme language right. for things like you know if for some reason in the common like for some reason people's vernacular like it makes sense daily to for people to be like it's literally genius like things that are not (laughs) right like i was dead from dying (laughs) like i was physically dead yeah exactly for some reason accompanied by vocal fry um no we only have like language for extremes things are the worst or they're the best and i'm totally uh guilty of that too yeah where i feel like in the 24th century everything's very neutral right people (laughs) speak fad that is that's the hot hot fad (laughs) i do love that about uh about star trek just as a as a show and as a series like people don't get that excited about stuff Mm -mm. they also my friend uh danny points out that there's no one it's no fun like there's no senses of humor like the jokes are awful well they try to because they always do like an interstitial at the Mm -hmm. it's basically like um a cold open that they'll do where it's like this is the funny bit and it's yeah 
It's like this. So kind you of, have watched Star Trek. You're a fan. I am. I consider myself an original series fan, primarily. Wow. Oh, you're one of our few. So I that's know. interesting. I'm, in, I'm strongly in the minority, and I've really come around to Picard is the better captain, but the original series is the better show. Respect. That's genuinely how I feel. That I'm is sorry. A, th- I, honestly, very first person on our show to have that opinion. It's. I think it's just because. Um, we both have our hands up, like we, <laughs> like complete, like we're both surrendering and also ready to fight. Yeah, we're both being held at gunpoint <laughs> right now, yeah. being forced to give our opinions on this <laughs> voluntary podcast. Uh, um, so peace loving, we're peace loving so people. Now we both I'm have our hands. I'm also fucking mesmerized by your jewelry. Oh, we're gonna have to talk th- about that. Thank you so much. We absolutely, I love accessories. You may have noticed. Um, I I've, love the way you love them. You love them right. Thank you. I um I. I am overdressed to everything all the time, mm. and I've decided I'm fine with that being the case. Because in LA, it's like you can only be overdressed. Like I have to. I, I'm so mad that I didn't so, wear my coat that I just bought in oh, here to show you. Well, I want to so do a picture. I'm gonna totally we'll, get we'll a figure picture. It out. We'll We're figure gonna, it out. Anyway, this is our fashion podcast. Yes. Well, um, it is a fashion podcast. So rarely just, is it one. Yeah. The, well, we should talk but fashion because I have some thoughts about the fashion fuck, this episode. Yes. And this would be a good um, one for that. It there are some like serious <laughs> coats. Serious <laughs> coats. Like I like the idea that you're part of some sort of like underground like dirt poor uh, alliance or coalition, and they're like, "What's our uniforms going to be?" Well, we don't have much. How about sick leather jackets? <laughs> All of us, everyone, identical sick leather jackets. Yeah. And then somebody's like, "Can some of us have sleeveless ones?" And they're like, "Of course." Yeah, sure. <laughs> so much sure money. You can pal- no, like uh, I love that they have uniforms of any kind. Yeah. Like truly, the fact that they are thinking about how yeah. they're going to look cohesive and cute yeah. is. Very nice. Um, and like amazing, like blunt bangs. Oh, just like. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get to the haircut. Original series, you were Original saying. series. Yeah, I do. So I do have a lot of love for the original series. Um, it was like a thing. I, I don't totally know why I loved it as much as I did, but my, it was like a thing my grandpa was really into. Awesome. So it was a thing like we were both into, mm. which is very, was nice to have. And, um, I was just like a very voracious consumer of TV, like uh-huh. as a teenager. And I mean, I still am, but like truly, I will never have the extent of TV education that I got as like a lonely 15 year old. Um, yeah. You were only child. Uh, no, I had a I had a sister, but she was like a video <laughs> game person. Matter. She didn't okay. matter. No, I just um, I mean, like again, I'm very open on this about with like you are okay and stuff. But like, I had a lot of time where I wasn't in school because of mental health issues mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. And I was I just watched TV and like Star Trek. I watched a lot of like older TV too. And Star Trek was you know something that's really seminal. And so yeah. I just watched the original series and. It's so campy. Yes. And it's the first to do all the things that it did. And right. that's the coolest. And I also think that I'm very, um, I love what Gene Roddenberry was trying to create, which was a utopian vision of the future in right. ways where it's not like technolo- technological uh, advancement isn't what's going to make us great as a species. It's realizing that we're all going to have to live together. And yeah. And kind of, I, th- I think that's, it's so, it it's is. It's very simplistic. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um. Like the criticism is that it's simplistic and it, it's such a, it's like an imperialist point of view of of putting aside our differences because you know right. essentially oh the captain's still a white guy you know and everything and right. it's like the power structures are still very much intact. However, it, it was the first stab in pop culture of something like and it's a revolutionary idea, and there were revolutionary like casting decisions and plot decisions that made such a huge difference in people's lives right? when it first came out. And also I would say like watching it um, when you're young, 
like I saw it on TV when I was younger, I remember being struck by how different it was visually from anything else that I'd yeah. seen. Like it, like the sets, everything. Like it was like I Dream of Genie on steroids. Like every yeah. set is just like go crazy because it's another planet, you know. And right. I loved that. No, I I, that was amazing. I love the amount that it's like theater kids, like yes. doing like theater. So it's, theater, kids, it's yeah. and it's like so unencumbered by any sense of irony about itself. Like it's <laughs> it is so un- pure yeah. and like in t- for better or for worse. And I think that's what people don't respond to about it now. If mm-hmm. you didn't like grow up with it in some way, yeah, because it is like. But it's it's the reason that all these tropes exist. It's the reason that we think that all of this is kind of like <laughs> it's true played out we, so Star we've Trek been re-watching it. it um for the patreon well i didn't really watch it in the beginning well like not in the beginning because i wasn't alive yet but i didn't really ever watch it in the first place i've been a next gen stan for yeah. this whole time so we've been watching it and doing a patreon about it and kind of it's getting better like we started out season one and there were some doozies in terms of like with just you know the episodes were like the, the women are always like either like starve for sex or whatever and they're just like Captain I'm drunk because I'm so stupid I have so many thoughts about that in this episode in particular because yes, it's this is mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like this this is a thing this episode I don't know if you want to like if you have like Let's a segment okay yeah because so the thing about this episode that uh really struck me is that it hits a note that Star Trek hits a lot, which is um, women love stoic men who know facts. Yes. And I feel like that comes right <laughs> yeah. from the writers. And again, there were actually some fantastic female writers who wrote on, on both se- uh, both series of... Uh, oh, we didn't know. We don't but, know anything about that. So this is a great... Yeah, there were there were women on the writing staff of the original, which I think is very cool. Of the it original was, series? Yes. Fuck. And I'm gonna... Amazing. Um, I am very upset that I'm blanking on her name right now. It That's is, okay. Uh, it is a, a name that starts with initials and uh, I'm gonna figure it out. And, um, oh, I thought you were saying like a name that starts with letters and I'm like, well, it does. Wait, names. hold on. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's I have gonna to look do it up, this guys. right now. Don't worry about it. I've got this soundboard... <laughs> Here to rescue us. <laughs> Thank this you. Is, we'll put on some nice looking for it music. How about? Um, hmm. DC Fontana. There nice. it is. Oh, yeah. Thank We've you. heard of DC Fontana. Yes. Oops. I didn't uh, mean to add more sounds. Okay. <laughs> um, but this episode definitely like strikes this chord where it's definitely like some of the guys in the room and I'm right. not going to, you know... I'm sure they were all nice or whatever, but I'm also sure they were kind of super nerdy and they were like, women just can't stop with us. (laughs) Like, this is a, this is what (laughs) women like. (laughs) Women are generally um, just like, this is my nerd boys. When they, a man with incredible knowledge of the systems, (laughs) uh, onboard systems, it's something that is, uh, the female brain doesn't have the capacity for that, so... It's very exciting for a woman to hear somebody talk about something she couldn't understand on her own. Yeah. If you look into a lady's eyes and tell her, you know, this, uh, what this phaser can do, she's going to be thinking about phasers. If you know what I mean. Let's just say she'll energize. (laughs) Okay. This bit is. But that's that's exactly what this is. is, And because women throw themselves at data a lot, and women throw themselves at Spock like crazy. And to be fair, I get it. Leonard Nimoy was hot. Well, and Leonard Nimoy, yeah. But here's the other reason I think that that might be the case is like context for me is like maybe 
you can imagine this, like women are surrounded by Kirks in reality. Yes. Like all day, all time. Everybody they well, work with like the is trying to be Kirk. the guy's not hitting on them. Yeah. Like everybody's trying to be Kirk all the time. And so they're seeing Kirk and and McCoy. Oh, Jesus, McCoy. McCoy McCoy's the worst thing Wait. about I love McCoy. I fucking hate McCoy. I hate him so much. I have much. like a deep well of love for DeForest Kelly though. <laughs> like to me, I'm like, I <laughs> wait, why do you hate he's McCoy? Like, he's constantly being mean to Spock. Yeah, it's like part of their adorable dynamic. It's, he's like Southern and roguish. Yeah, but he's like, it's the 24th century. It's crazy that he's like, I don't want to go in a transporter. What? <laughs> he's old timey. He that's, stepped right out of a Western. That's bananas. I, that's like somebody in our time being like, I don't want to use a telephone. It's like a, not even a landline. No. Like that's it's we have they have advanced so far past transporter beams at this point that it's crazy that he's still upset about I transporter find it beams. Charming. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I have to. I, I, this is I the one thing I will get geek, geeky about. But. Also, he's just grumpy and like he also I don't like when he gets pervy. They all get pervy. They all get pervy. And and he's such a f- like patriarchal person right. that I'm like, Ugh. Um, but I will say all of them being pervy and kind of like alpha E and then Spock coming along and being the one guy who's like, hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't really care about that stuff. It's like, of course, you'd be attracted to that guy. That's fair. It is like kind of like, oh, gosh, he's like a challenge. Like the one guy I kind of can't have yeah. like who physically doesn't want me and mm. can only really I have me when he's on his period like all, yeah all day all night um, so that's and i was a total data head when i was younger but, i wanted to fuck data well, data is a very i also think like for young girls this is a very safe kind of guy to have a crush on like oh my God. to be like oh yeah like he's not gonna try anything like he's just gonna be like nice and smart and like he has all the like things on paper that i want and You're blowing um, my mind and he's stronger than everybody else and he's strong he's secretly strong uh, spock too like yeah the, like uh the, they have like all this within them yeah but, i'm melting i'm and, melting whenever he's like what oh i'll take care of it and then he just like holds the person like or whatever or like picks right. up a car and yeah. it's like Gah! yes yeah it's great but he's like he's so mellow about yeah, it he's, he's not so show offy and like um there's like a complete mastery over emotion where it's like mm. this is this is very safe for me oh to, my to pin my i think it's like a legolas thing it's like oh that's a safe place for me to pin my teenage well, wait, fantasies okay. wait back it up because Okay, great. We can that's no horn I hear. <sighs> because Aunt Orlando Bloom, as we all know, is like whatever. But as Legolas, as Legolas, he is my actual like. I couldn't believe what I was looking at. I was like, is that how is that a person? He's a beautiful like Barbie, but like He's slightly a male. male so you're like, oh, I I think I understand this yeah, now. Yeah. Like, I abs- absolutely get. Like it. I saw it and I was like, oh, this is what well, my he sexuality was my first is. crush. Yeah. I oh absolutely God. no and I like I thought I had a bigger crush on Orlando Bloom than I think I did because I was like wow he was like so beautiful and like sure of himself uh-huh. and he rode a horse like you know see I it's like little girl bait it's true oh it's true if you're a horse girl I wasn't really a horse girl until you met until you met fucking but Legolas. then I was like oh but he loves the animal you know he's mm-hmm. friend to the animals <laughs> and I love the scene where like they're all at the fellowship where they're all like showing up for Frodo and and they're like and he's like you can have my bow oh yeah and then um, Gimli's like and my axe 
axe. And then you just Legolas' his face, and he's like, fuck. <laughs> it's so funny. He's I, So I actually just got back from New Zealand. Oh, uh, really? Like a few weeks ago, and we did the Lord of the Rings. Like, we went up to, like, the Trail to Mount Doom, which is the seventh most dangerous I, road in the world. What? It was the most terrifying. I So it was, I was with my family. We were in, like, this van. And as we start to go up there, and it's, like, beautiful scenery. And the guide just turns around and is just like, by the way, this is the seventh most dangerous road in the world and the first most dangerous road in the southern hemisphere and just keeps driving. So but one way. the road become dangerous? Because it's a one. It's this width of the oh. van on the side of a mountain, like, winding into the sky. And it's, um, like, I mean, you're just looking off the edge of this cliff, and mm-hmm. it's a two-way fucking road. That's the worst part, is there's other cars come. And I'm like, you, they, there's, like, these occasional pockets where you can, like, back up and, like, sort of let another car pass. I'm like, this is insane all the way around. New Zealand wow. is a country of very non-neurotic people. Wow. Um, not a lot of Jews in New Zealand, I don't think. <laughs> and I was like, I'm staying in this New- fucking van. Jew in New Zealand? Just pitch it. New Zealand? New Zealand? And it's just oh my a, God, pitch it. I love Jenny. it. Wait, as a reality show of me living in New Zealand or as like a um, like a, like a sitcom, I guess? At this point in this climate, we've got to be pitching to all networks to, for all concepts. I love it. Let's you do can't, it. <laughs> you can't just ignore one concept over another. Because like truly like every activity in New Zealand, I was like, I will just kill myself and cut out the middleman. I don't want to do like, why would I ever go I paragliding? I actually think New Zealand is a reality of you and New Zealand is a good idea. It's truly a country that is so beautiful and so not built for somebody with my sensibilities like I just don't have the As scripted it's northern exposure ex- well basically. northern exposure is my favorite and everything I pitch ends up being okay it's this but northern exposure yeah, like, I yeah. don't know if you've seen Neurotica, it's really but- weird because northern exposure is it's weird because it's not a show that people really know about in terms of like it's not culturally relevant in any way. It's not. It's never got a reboot. I bring it up all the time. I bring it up all the time, and every show I'm on or have anything to do with somehow becomes like it becomes a reference for it because it is such a good model for that dynamic. I've never been in a pitch where I have not brought up Northern Exposure. It's <laughs> neurotica is truly kinky. Northern Exposure is the pitch, and it's just me like playing with stuff I love about small towns, and I've never really lived in one. I just uh-huh. I love them. Yeah, and I, but yeah. So yeah, New Zealand is a hundred percent my Northern Exposure. Exposure. Yes. Holy shit, I love this. It's great. You have to t- I ha- take well, it and run with it. Now I'm going to do this. I lo- yeah, yeah, we did it. Okay, so soundboard. This is just, so we're talking about Legolas and about safe. No. No, that was perfect. <laughs> Welcome to New Zealand. New Zealand. All right. Like, but that's. <laughs> and then. <laughs> perfect. I'll see myself out. <laughs> Um, but that's like the Legolas thing that the data has and like that I think is, um, yeah, you can safely assign some like uh, romantic fantasy there without oh, having yeah. to deal with the reality of sex, which I think is very scary when you're a child. Oh, so correct. So, yeah, I I feel like, yeah, maybe it is the safe aspect of it, because like I would hard, I had already had sex a lot when I, because I'm older than you, and when I saw Legolas for the first time and redefined who I was as a sexual being. But, like, it was, it's something about who, like, yeah, I guess it is a data-y thing, but when I was young, it was data, and it was, like, I guess the idea of being, like, the, like, breaking through, like, it's like a blanket of snow, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you get the, when you get, like, when you be are able to interact with a part of them that doesn't seem like they're there. Wow, this is getting deep. No, but I think like this is also like it's setting up like unhealthy dynamics yeah. too later in life where you're like, oh, the fact that you're like kind of difficult to talk to or the fact that I have to work yeah. really hard to like get to that 
or like I'm the only one who can reach that part yeah. of you and like that's something that as you get older you're like oh that's not romantic that's no. stupid bullshit there was this idea this still waters run deep idea that I had for a long time yeah. and then I was like oh no still waters are puddles yeah exactly. <laughs> they're always puddles <laughs> if you look at, at nature it's just a puddle yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um deep waters also run deep that's the that's yeah, the crazy d- thing deep water runs really deep also so. stillness has really nothing to do with depth I just realized it's kind of a weird yeah phrase but it is it's the stoicism is like right. you know we romanticize that and it's funny that data in this episode is like no and picard is way sexier like yeah. truthfully <sighs> because he he's he's decisive and he's um patrick stewart and he seems like a nice guy yeah so <laughs> so this episode legacy is episode six of season four uh, Netflix synopsis, the crew of the Enterprise enters into orbit around the home planet of their former crewmate, Tasha Yar, where they encounter her sister. Another interesting thing about this episode uh, that I, when I looked it up, is that this is the point at which it officially surpassed the amount of episodes that had been um, uh, produced of the original series. Really? Yeah, so this is the 80th episode, and that's the amount that they made of the original. Well, that's also interesting, because that means that I don't have to get through any more I, original series. This opening is is the perfect example of a Star Trek or Next Generation opening, where it's like, they're yeah. all playing cards, but Data's too logical to play cards. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit of this opening scene. Love that visor. Best poker face I've ever seen. Yeah, he's an android. Killer takes two. You're three and ten more. I get stressed about these. I will see your ten and raise you twenty. Are they playing a real card game or a space one? Space. Data, have you got a flush or a full house? It will cost you twenty to make that determination, sir. That's hot. <laughs> Already. Dealer faults. You two have successfully divided the evening between you. I suspect conspiracy. They're all just giving like, like one line of their their game. Right. Superior officers, you're getting harder and harder to bluff, Data. You've learned this game very well. Yes, sir. I believe I have. And then Riker does this weird. I'll bet that I can find any card that you hide in this deck. And magic trick. I will make you help me find. <laughs> it's it. what the writers think is hot. Again, your guidance is much valued, Counselor. So I watched this when I was young. I remember this episode for a few key reasons. One, Tasha Yara's sister is like my 11-year-old self's like, I'm like, oh, that's what sexy woman is. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, it, it I was like that taught, it like imprinted on my brain of like, for probably the next like 20 years, I was like, that's what you have to be. You have to have really big lips and be white and be like skinny. So it definitely, it, for some reason, like every in all my like sex fantasies, that's what the lady look like. You know what I mean? Like, and then this also, this scene where Riker performs this magic trick, he does the thing where he divides the cards, data picks a card and then he puts it back in the deck and then the cards get divided a, a million times or whatever, not a million. Um, and he ends up, pay, data ends up picking out his original card. I remember learning this trick because Because of this? Because of this. Not, I don't think because of, like somebody, I was talking about it with my friends and somebody knew it. It's like a pretty common magic trick, I think. Like it's not a hard one to learn. It's just like a counting thing. Right. So I like remember doing this to my parents. 
like around the time this I episode. love magic something that I'm like the best audience in the world for because I'm endlessly <laughs> thrilled by it and it's something I'm always like half like oh maybe I want to learn magic yeah and then I'm like I don't know I'm like a woman and not yeah. a virgin so maybe not but like yeah and there's no female magician ma- there, magicians there aren't, really. no I was talking about this the other day like th- there, there aren't and I think it's because uh it's such a aggressively a boys club in a way where it's not like yeah you'd have to be the first you'd have you would still have to maybe that's my destiny i know but like even i who honestly in so many areas of my life have been the first and i relish being the first in a boys club magic would not be that place i'd be like i don't want to hang out with these losers that's exactly why i just do not it's so hard to like look at that and be like yeah i want to be the one woman in that like weird room Trex listeners, what's standing between you and your happiness? Is it a person? Tell them to get out of here. Uh, Is it your own feelings? Sometimes it's your own feelings. Sometimes it's a neuron field. Sometimes it's a weird heater in your hotel room that only makes a loud noise and doesn't seem to emit any heat. But if it is your own feelings or your own emotions that are debilitating, you should talk to a professional about it. And if you're not sure where to start, BetterHelp.com. Online counseling is there for you. They make it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor. These are caring professionals who specialize in the issues that you want to talk about. That's basically somebody who went to school to talk to you. They majored in talking to you. So you got to talk to that person because otherwise they're just sitting around waiting for you to call. And they need you to justify their office hours, you know? So you should give them a call, um, and you can arrange FaceTime sessions, text with a therapist, um, and they're all over the world. And you can start communicating in 24 hours. How do you know what issues you want to discuss? Well, why don't you fill out the fun questionnaire? It might not be fun if you're depressed, but you need to fill it out. Because I'm telling you right now, talking to somebody is the way to get the emotional ball of mental health (laughs) issues, dealing with your mental health rolling. Get that emo ball rolling and go to betterhelp.com. And for right now, Trex listeners can get 10% off their first month with a discount code. What do you think it's going to be? Neuron field? No, it's going to be Trex. T-R-E-K-S, Trex. So enter promo code Trex at betterhelp.com for 10% off your first month. And assess your needs. Get matched with a counselor you love. One that you can always change to a different counselor if you need to. That's fine, too. Betterhelp.com. What are you waiting for? I added that. That sounds like it's official, but I added it. One thing, so one thing about Star Trek also from a personal uh, perspective is um, it was a great way for me to, when I uh, started talking to a new therapist when I was a teenager, to sort of like, I knew she liked Star Trek because she showed me she had a Deanna Troy, um, like, <gasps> collector's card thing. Like, because therapist, like, you know. Um, and uh, so I sort of, like, ha- found that like, kind of an easy way to express some stuff. Um, like, 
most notably, like I have a really hard time like being angry about. I I don't. Uh-huh. I'm not like somebody who at the time really wanted to show any emotion. So I was like, it was really easy for me to think of it in terms of like a Vulcan thing. Yeah, Where I was like, it is so much easier for me to just kind of suppress all this and and everything mm. than to um, express a negative emotion to another person. And so that was like a really early like way that she and I kind of connected. So I ha- do have a lot of like next generation love that in my head. Uh, uh, I ascribe to oh, that's my awesome. old therapist. Yeah, that's so. And I and Data also has been really influential and and also very um, iconic in the autism community. Totally, yeah, and then like non neurotypical world because um, he was that character and he was such a groundbreaking character for that community. So I love that. I love that so much. It's good that Veronica's not here because this whole time we're talking about Data being hot and sexy, she'd be talking about how much she loves Riker. Riker's so. the other kind of crush that you <laughs> right. can have. Like, I feel like... Veronica's um, all Riker. It's all about which Backstreet Boy you were into. Like, mm-hmm. did you like a hint of danger or not? And I didn't. So Yeah, no, I was all about the... Well, I don't remember the Backstreet Boys at all. I mean, I remember their music, obviously, because it was so... Right. Um, it's just like, do you, did you, as a child, were you drawn to that, that bad boy thing or, or not? Not at yeah. all. No, me either. So not like Wesley Crusher all the way. Really? I love a Wesley Crusher. Um, he's, he was, like he's been he great was, for You Are Okay. He has? Yeah. He's been very, he's been a huge supporter of it. Not Wesley, Will <laughs> Wheaton, like, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Will Wheaton he's has real. been very, uh, very supportive of us That's and awesome. helpful with that. So yeah, I loved Wesley. I love how he always looked like he was just dipped in dew. Yeah. He's always like a little wet. <laughs> a little wet, a little wet child, I guess. Like he's yeah. covered in chapstick. Love it. <laughs> so, my favorite era of um, movie is when everybody looks really sweaty. Mm-hmm. Like nobody figured out how to like make, put matter on anybody until like the mid 80s. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Um, so they beam down to this planet. Basically, the plot of this episode is that. Um, like I said in the Netflix descriptor, descriptor <laughs> that, um, <laughs> that, uh, so they go down, basically there's just like, there's just kerfuffle on a planet. And once again, um, there, well, there's a distress signal. The reason that the enterprise and the Federation involve themselves in another planet's kerfuffle once again, even though the prime directive says that they're not supposed to, they even always though they into these fucking always yeah. do, um, is that there's a Federation ship that's about to explode, and it does explode. And well, then, then that doesn't directly violate the Prime Directive because right. that's a Federation. It's thing. a Federation ship, so the Feder- so they're going to rescue their Federation friends, and then their Federation friends for some reason get into a. Well, they do not for some reason because their ship's about to explode. They get into a shuttle and then just like get pulled into the gravitational orbit, and they're like, "Oh God, I hope that they don't go right into that area of the planet that's a war." And that we haven't talked to them in 15 right. years. And then Jordy's like, I'm looking and they are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they have to go down there immediately to find them. And they're hoping that they can just find their shuttle and then get them out of there. Of course, that's not what happens. It's never that simple. No, it's never that simple. In fact, it ends up being a situation that takes about 45 minutes to resolve. Yeah. It's of our time. it's amazing that that happens. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm sure it takes slightly more time yeah. in there, but like in their know, reality, in but their, in my reality, right. it was a good 45. I really like that there is actually no internal logic to star dates. Like that's a right. Yeah, isn't it just dates? It's literally like um, William Shatner just made some shit up and like would forget what they said, and so he would just like say something. Oh my and god! And so they always kind of just like kept that thing of like there's 
I learned so really much about sense. Star Trek on this podcast I have about Star Trek because awesome. I don't know any of this shit. That's incredible. No, I just I <laughs> love stories of William Shatner being a dick and like that's a great one. Didn't he just, murder his wife though? William like, Shatner? Yeah, she was an Olympic swimmer and she drowned in a pool. Wait, really? Yeah, that's something that Veronica dug up. <laughs> um, that's I didn't know that. I'm going to be doing a lot of looking into that Good, tonight. Because you know, with all these Ted Bundy docs, it's easy to lose sight of the of original Ted, Ted Bundy, William Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah, exactly. He's still out making those Travelocity commercials. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, he's for a ver- like for a variety of reasons, not a a bit of a loose cannon. A, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. The fact I like that. There was always sort of a, I think right now, I mean, it's just him and George Takei in a standoff, really. Like, it's true culturally. Yeah. yeah. Like, one of them's going to make it. And what, like, I mean, who's going to, I mean, I think, you know, die first. I think Takei's going to last. I think Takei, he seems like Takei he's in great is shape. Awesome. He's doing awesome. Like, he's, he's in such better shape than yeah. Shatner. Um, and then Nichelle Nichols is going to outlive them all. It's going to be great. Oh, I know. She's doing, con- she does conventions. Yeah. She's beautiful. I saw her at the last, con- at the last convention in Vegas that I was at just being there, just being amazing. That's awesome. And her booth was not overrun by fans. That's crazy. Well, truly. it was for parts of it, but the part when I walked by her, I was like, what the actual fuck? It's the Nichelle Nichols stand and she's just not protected by a thousand guards. That's- <laughs> wait, also, wait, I have another Star Trek fact that I love. I feel like. People don't know. Wait, do you know this? That Lucille Ball put her career on the line. Michelle Nichols, for people who don't watch the original right. series, was Uhuru. Uh, the uh, the um, that Lucille Ball put her career on the line to get Star Trek on the that's, air is yes, that's that my, is something that we knew. My favorite all time. Fact. Yes, I love that too. It just makes me so happy. If I ever have the ability to put my career on the line. For anything besides just calling out TJ Miller. I won't do it. <laughs> I, I'm not going to do it, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, but no, I, I love that. Like, that's what you, that's what our jobs are for. Yeah. You know, like, that's what our lives are for, for is that kind of a thing. I it's so rad. Really, really love that. It's and so like, cool. It's just so cool that she was such a huge Trekkie, like, yeah. big fan. The yeah. OG. Lucy, are you watching Star Trek? <laughs> is that your Desi Arnaz? my Desi Arnaz. Lucy! It's like he's in the room! He just walked in! Are you watching Star Trek again? Desi, you're alive! (laughs) Hi! Lucy! (laughs) I don't want to have a burned dinner because you're only watching Star Trek again! (laughs) So stupid. No, this is really great. I love this. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay, Lucy, here's a, there's a sound for this. I know it. (laughs) Nope. Nope, that's not it. That sounds like a Star Trek sound. It does. This is the one. Lucy, stop watching so much Star Trek again. <laughs> Come and give me a hug. All right, now we're in the nineties. With I'm so old, Lucy. <laughs> Stupid. Oh my god. Oof. Okay, this wow episode. Um, so I like. I don't know why I like this scene where they where they pull out this. <laughs> Thing this, of Crown Royal. This brief detour to the world of Alien. Um, they go down to the planet's surface. They go into the. They like, and they uh, beam into this structure where they see that the, um, pod shuttle pod has landed or crashed. They don't know, and uh, to try to go on a rescue mission. Of course, they send 
the second in command data like always was Jordy there too like the most important people yeah. on the Enterprise are always beamed down to the planet's surface they don't really dangerous do mission. red shirts the same way Mm-mm. like in the next generation like they don't bother to hire the like no, they extras. just don't they just send do. the most important yeah. people and I'm always like well because in and they they do it so rarely that if you ever see a red shirt that means you know that they're going to die. Yeah. For sure. There's mm-hmm. like, you're oh, you're going to die. And a little bit, it'd be like fun to be that extra because at least you get to die. You're I not would just love like to die in a Star Trek franchise. Absolutely. Have you, have you been watching Discovery, by the way? I have not, honestly. <gasps> oh I know. God, I'm jealous of you. Because I, I get to now watch yes. it. I I intend to. It because is like on my list. Perfect for somebody who is like totally an original series yeah. fan. Because it has a like that, ugh. And I'm so glad I'm rewatching original series while I'm watching it because so many of the themes from that series are coming back and they're exploring them more and it's really cool. Are you very excited for the Young Picard series as a next gen person? Um, I did not know it was going to be a Young Picard series. I just knew there was going to be a new. Or a, I heard, it, I thought it was like Young Picard with like. Patrick Stewart is involved somehow. Maybe I misheard this. Oh, I thought it was Patrick Stewart was involved in a new Star Trek show. I just had no idea what it was. Oh, okay, cool. Well, if that's it's what young I heard. Picard. I was like, <laughs> I was thinking for a minute, it was going to be Young Picard starring Patrick Stewart, <laughs> which would be so dope. <laughs> he just has a toupee. I would love that so much. Oh my god, someone please do please that. Fucking do it. Yeah, holy that's shit. That's right, Young Picard. <laughs> just me and I'm 26. Just fucking laying pipe. Just like fucking so many young women. It's like so dope. <laughs> Picard lays like, pipe just... the series. I'd love that. <laughs> wow. Oh, it needs to happen. We've already thought of two, three, maybe really sellable shows. I think we're on to something um, I think this has been a good networking opportunity for us and this our listeners. Really, and, our listeners <laughs> and our listeners is the biggest thing. Hey, get a percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, good. Wow. That's going to be a really <laughs> tough It's cut. not lucrative for us, no, to no, be no. honest with you. But um, so this scene where they... Uh, oh, so I was describing they're down on the planet service and they discover people um in their leather jackets this man looks like <clears throat> if brooks whelan was in a flock of <laughs> seagulls <laughs> exactly like brooks whelan this man <laughs> looks like brooks whelan in Wait, i'm taking a picture a brooks whelan minute which is it looks like he's aged a brooks whelan minute <laughs> though um he is wearing uh what i can assume is an apron but maybe it's a boat neck t-shirt it's like the opposite of a V-neck, where it's like a really high neck, it is, but it's then an the off shoulders the shoulder are number. exposed. Okay, off the shoulder. And then he's got the... He's got like a reject costume from Firefly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. He fell out of a Firefly lot and but just got cast. But the hair is pure 80s. Pure 80s, very feathered. Um, and he's wearing this sick leather jacket. So they go down to the planet service, they find these guys, and um, they've got some booty from... I don't know where it came from. This, oh, they, they just like uh, hijacked somebody's shipment of alcohol <laughs> and they're like unpacking it. Just discovered a large cache of weapons. I'm just trying to make things oh, even this is to preserve prior the peace. To. You keep using the word peace. We've heard a different version of life on Takana 4. Oh, I think I might have skipped it. Ancient Let's history. See. Where did you hear that? A former crewman was born here. Where is he now? Oh, I need to go back she a little bit, guys. Apologies. Apologies. Possibly. Oops, I, I gotta stop doing that. I always blame Veronica, but it's totally my fault. All right, here we are. It's <laughs> the most jarring sound. The Alliance is holding your men hostage, Commander Riker, right, right. not us. 
You can expect the ransom demand. Here's Brooke Spalin. <laughs> Our good friends. <laughs> Our good friends are going to be upset when they realize we took their last crate of Talorid and sent them. Maybe Which... we should take this to the authorities. We are the authorities. All right, just to pause really quick. The package of Tellurian Synthite is a box, a silver box of Crown Royal um, that they're opening up. And so that's the other Brooks Whelan <laughs> reference we're making here. Like, it is so funny. And then and then Riker's like, we're going to take it away. Uh, which, why? Like, wh- So Riker can drink it. Like, I totally, like, doesn't, he does not need to confiscate this. Basically, the Prime Directive says you're not supposed to get involved in other, like, like you're not supposed to involve the Federation in any way and so the first thing that Riker does always is he goes down to the planet and he's like how can I disrupt what's happening <laughs> like just he's just trying to get information about where the rest of the crew is but this side of the city the alliance controls the other side this is like Star Wars space mm-hmm. because it's like grimy space right. phasers are in short supply down here a starship isn't going to miss a few so they want they want weapons and you can tell that this um, episode and a lot of episodes in this season are like them thirsting for that Star Wars audience mm. where they try to like get more action into the episodes. And, and it Star Trek is not an action it's show. It's so not an action show. And so it's so goofy. And uh, and their efforts are really misplaced, guys. But um, eventually they figure out that these people are not going to help them. So they beam back up to the planet's surface and then they find Tasha Yara's sister. Um, the, they get a communicate communication from the, the these from Brooks Whelan and Brooks Whelan's like, actually, we decided we're going to help you after all. Here's this person. Um, this is Tasha Yara's sister, so she can come help you. <laughs> and they're like, oh, awesome, great. She is like very beautiful. Her hair is so bad. You could be forced into paying my adversary. That's their explanation for why. Yeah. So I'll do anything I can. Look to at avoid her high waisted pants and, and zero bra. I mean, Ishara it's no gravity. Ishara is her name. I know Alliance territory. I can help you with a rescue plan. She sounds like a porn. Yep, porn track. Total porn. I know the territory. <laughs> I know the territory. She could be fake. We told a member of our crew was from the colony. All Hain had to do was to search through their database. Oh, his name's Hain. Natasha's name. <laughs> Counselor. He's deceiving us, and he's clearly hoping to manipulate us. As for the identity of the young woman, I can't really tell. Nevertheless, this is an option we cannot neglect. We'll continue on other fronts as they present themselves. I like when they decide the limits yeah. of her power based on right, exactly. episodes needs. Exactly. She's like, well, <laughs> why have her say that? <laughs> like... The, I think the one thing is like they constantly don't have her on the bridge because right. if she was there, it would solve all the problems. Yeah. But then the other way that they go around like having that not be a plot disruptor is that they just have her there and then have everybody just ignore what she says. Right. Well, <laughs> like she's like, he's lying. Don't do what he says. And they're like, mm, cool. Anyway, we're going to do it. <laughs> What? It's, I wrote on a show that had a, a robot who could track people, and the big, the big uh, 
problem we always ran into is how do we make that malfunction or get that out of the way <laughs> right. so we can give like some back and forth with the villain they're not automatically like oh there he is and like that was always like the thing it was like oh it's not working this time <laughs> oh no <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, yeah definitely this is a show where there's a lot of justification going right. on to be like yeah this person can lie now <laughs> it's just it's like how the original series always would and actually I think the next generation borrowed a bunch of the plot points it's like they're spores. They just make everyone they weird. Just, the spores make everybody drunk. Yeah, exactly. And then everybody on the, all the actors are like, great. Yep. <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> I'm was wasted anyway. <laughs> so they do that. Um, but for, for sure, like her fashion wise, like she's ugh. got like the men's blazer. She's like rocking a Murphy Brown look. I yeah. really love it. She's and she's got this hairdo that I Nothing short of iconic because when I was little and I saw this haircut for the first time, I was like, what is even it doing? Basically, her hair is shoulder length and the mall bangs are like, oh, look at that. The whole top of her hair is mall bangs. And then it, but it's like sleek and kind of just sprayed back. But it also somehow looks like it got that way while she was on a motorcycle. But then the bottom part is like, just straight and then chopped. It's, it's fucking hot. Actually, she's like a kind of got like a Kirstie Alley yeah. vibe and like, but it's really like the casual, like this jacket is tailored within its an inch of its life. Like it's <laughs> these huge shoulders and then just like this very tapered waist and then these high um, cigarette pants. Yeah, but like leather cigarette pants. But they're cargo knee pads. leather cigarette. Yeah, there's like a lot of. So the other thing I didn't notice when I was a kid, but now I see, is that um, they made a choice <laughs> for her costume. <laughs> they made a lot of choices, but one of the choices was silk shirt, absolutely no bra. <laughs> yes. Just no bra for this person who is a... You, they don't have time soldier? for bras. <laughs> like, they got too much going on. I mean... Like, if I'm, like, a freedom fighter, I, like, don't know why I wouldn't have a bra on. Well, there's the gravity is lower there. Oh. So it's not like you need sure, it sure, in sure, the sure, same sure, way. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it, there's definitely, there's definitely no bra. It's, she's got sort of like a, it's like a proto Leela thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like very, <gasps> yes, very sure this does. is a, an inspiration area for that. No question. Yeah. So she's becoming friends with Data. Um, of and course. And she's showing her, her quarters here. Oh no! Oh, sorry, no, showing, is, sorry. You I'm don't wrong. believe I'm Tasha's sister. It's a. Sorry, I said to record this because they walked into a room I hadn't seen where they walked in yet. <laughs> <laughs> like as though they were looking at me. The next screen was the entire <laughs> cast all sitting in chairs, looking at me, being like, "What did you say, Alice?" Anyway, she, he, Data's showing um, Ishara into a uh, conference room full of everybody on the Enterprise, and they're like, "What do we do about this bitch?" We have considered the possibility. I'm not surprised. You can sample my DNA if you'd like. Yes, I will. Please sit down. So awkward. Whenever I walk into a room and I'm like, you can sample my DNA if you like. It's (laughs) never like fine after that. Perhaps it would help if you gave us some idea of what we're dealing with on Takana 4. The last information His voice. described mm. a colony in almost complete disarray. It's like a Toblerone. Started falling apart almost <laughs> Want to break ago. it off into little triangles. <laughs> Pyramids. They fought until the city above ground was in ruins. The Coalition and the Alliance are all that's left? We were the two strongest factions. When the government couldn't stop the violence, they gave us police powers. 
The proximity detectors were originally designed by the government to keep us under control. Right? Apparently that part of the plan didn't work very well. No. After a few months, we didn't need the government anymore. Tasha left you in the middle of all that? Data. She didn't I mean abandon Jordy. me, if that's what you mean. Tasha asked me to go with her, but I had already joined the coalition. They were my family. Captain, we don't have a lot of time. Maybe we should get started. Incoming transmission from the colony, Captain. On screen. Enterprise. I'm being held by Turkana 4 Alliance. I've been instructed to say that you have 20 hours to make reparations for Federation intrusions into this colony. <gasps> for my pilot and I will be killed. Ask them if we can at least send some medical. Take that threat seriously, Captain. They'll torture them and then they'll kill them. Hmm. My cadre has never recovered a hostage alive from the Alliance. ADR. Your crewmen could be held in any number of places. The Alliance has two main headquarters and 13 ancillary bases of operation. It's like all people complain about the um, the way that they do um, exposition on Game of Thrones and mm -hmm. like put it in like a room where people are like having sex or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, this is the alternative. Yeah. It's just we put everybody in a conference room and we have people well, explain <clears throat> things. This is um, concurrent with like almost concurrent with like West Wing. So mm -hmm. we're about to see a walk and talk. Yes. And we're about to like understand the technology of walk and talk and they haven't quite gotten to it yet. Right. So in the meantime, but we're a, all that is a lot of next generation is people sitting around being like, yeah. also this thing. You're right. The other yeah. thing you should understand. But let's be clear. While we're doing that exposition, there is no reason to not give it a lot of space in between comments <laughs> and everybody should have a moment to react. Yeah. <laughs> because and for there, for whatever reason, there's no sounds in the background. And also no extras doing anything in the background. Um, so I would like to say that the look, the the light, the flashing lights are doing a lot of lifting right now. There's <laughs> a, a lot of heavy light right there. If there's a flashing light or a, or a um, an Elcar's screen in the background, it's doing a lot of heavy lifting in terms of um, scenery. So there's, I'm looking at her right now, and I'm thinking like it. She actually is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Like, I know that she's not, but like, you know, it's, there's something about, and I'm wondering, cause it's I'm wondering when this haircut is actually coming back. Like, are we going to see it? Cause we, we've had people with beach waves for kind right. of a while. It's been a minute for beach waves. It's been a good moment for me. I like, yeah, I, your I, hair is fantastic. I can't pull off, um, short hair and I can't pull right. off like a really like choppy cut. I would always love to be able to, yeah. but like, it just, it isn't going to work on me. But like, I feel like there are people now who can do the like, um, like Yolandi Visser, like weird, mm. weird, weird people. And yeah, I like, God, I hate to say, but I did Grimes, a, it feels like a thing Grimes would do, I did do, a maybe? short bangs thing a little bit ago. It's I wish irritating I to maintain. Short bangs. I think it always looks cool, and I'm intimidated by anyone who has them. The second I meet a girl with short bangs, I'm like, she's going to be so mean to me. I'm so scared. And have, oh, she's way cooler than me. And have they been? Um, you tell me their know. names and their I addresses. Think, I think everybody's cooler than me at all times, and like, to, but it's like always That's part like, of your charm. Oh, thank you. It's just keep a, doing that. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no, it's, a, it's just like deep, <laughs> deep anxiety. <laughs> but it's like, um, I don't know. Like, oh, this, your brand is deep anxiety. Stick with that. Okay, that's cool. what Hollywood says. Uh, I, I, uh, the. It's like she has a very like Brooklyn coffee shop haircut. Like oh, she can, see? like you know what I mean. She so it's she already could, coming back. I think I think so. Like I yeah, I feel like if you walked into like a it's like a sex mullet. 
It's a sex mullet. So I've had mullet hair for a while, and now I'm looking at this, and I'm, like, not hating it. it I think you could pull it off. I do think it's cool. But I also am, like, you ha- like she wears anything with confidence. She's doing, like, a no-bra silk yeah. shirt How situation. big do my shoulder pads have to be at this point? But I feel like I just wear it. Coat. Like, I think it's awesome. She's got – it's almost a drag look. Yeah. Like, I guess her bangs don't look as good now. Um, are they bangs or are they like, right. is it it's like a, it's swept a into a like, a, it's a bouffant. Yeah. But I think you could do it as bangs and it would be very cool. Um, so this is the scene where she learns about um, how her sister died. <laughs> and it's kind of funny um, just because <laughs> people are just like, yeah, that's what happened. All right. So she's getting treatment for her wounds. It should take me a few hours to run the sun on That smoky comparison. eye is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like a brown smoky eye. can rock wasn't too eye. bad. So all that's left of my sister is a file in a computer. Data's like, and these panties. In our memories as well. How did she die? Lieutenant Yar was killed on Vagra 2 by a malevolent entity. In battle? No. She was killed as a demonstration of the creature's power, without provocation. Whoa. Data, you Data, ass. you're not the guy to say this. It's not how I intend to die. Her lips are amazing. I know. You know who she is, and I... I the captain approves. You're with us. I know I, I, know I uh, work on Rugrats, so I like have like a particular... But she looks like Charlotte Pickles. Angelica's mom, like the badass mm. business lady. Yeah. Alex We've got nodding. a nod from Alec, who no. is... A decade and a half younger than me, so he definitely watched Rugrats. Um, that that do you, do I'm you too see old it? for Rugrats, guys. Yeah, see, she's got this. Uh, she's got this going on. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. The strong jawline. Yeah, she looks sure, 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 sure. Yeah, <laughs> magnify it. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's how I feel like I look, honestly, sometimes, and I don't she hate it. She was great. So, um, this is. Uh, Eventually, they decide that they should go down to the planet's surface again. Isn't um, there a giant magic eight ball in the background? And they- <laughs> Wait, where? Go back a second. Okay. There's just like a big glowing, it looks like the magic eight ball like screen. Yeah. I think, I wonder if they had laser tag when this episode, because I feel like, like they like just shot, shot in everything a- yeah. in a laser tag. Because they went to the Borg ship and it also looked like an elaborate laser tag. Um this is like a subway tunnel. No, this is a set for sure. This is on a lot. That's a that's a regulation. There, see, like back, it just looked like the screen of a like one of those magic eight balls. Oh, like a like a yeah the the triangle thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It looks like a big version that's of that. their computer. Yeah, they're like ah, things keep going wrong. <laughs> um, so they go down to the planet surface again, and there's like a um uh a m- another melee, and then they have uh, decided that. Ishara will also go down with them and the problem with because she knows where everything is she's like I'll take you down there and we'll get you know to your crew but the problem with sending Ishara down there is that she has this weird sensor in her chest that's like a she's like a an arc reactor beacon. but it's yeah. like all it does is tell people where you and are yellow and everybody has one in other colors yeah so if you're in the coalition they put one in yellow in your chest and if you're in the alliance it's green mm-hmm. so there's two warring factions on Tarkana and the way that they know when each other are coming is that they have these weird little beeping things and set off each other's alarms but they get them 
they elect. But it's also like, why do they have them? In, why is it inside them and not like a... Yeah. Um, a w- Never explained. You could just carry a tracking device if you wanted it. Or yeah. it was like forcibly implanted. I think it was enforced. They said earlier it was enforcibly implanted. Enforcibly. It was forcibly implanted by the government, but then they overtook the government. So they all have them in. So like, I guess if they have new babies who are born... Then they don't have them. But like then when somebody's near it all like flashes. I'm like, yeah. there's got to be a better way to track people. What do you mean? Like, it, like they're not all looking at their like phones and being like, this person's close. They're being like, oh, my my chest <laughs> is glowing. <laughs> this, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It well because they have to look down. You mean? Yeah. And yeah. also just because it's like, that's very imprecise. It's right. just like a person is close. Right, a person is close. But it's a person from the op, like an enemy. Right. Like, so it's sort of like the or the sword of the orc sword. Yeah, I get. Yeah, you I know? guess so. Yeah. Which how much does that really help? It's just like, oh, great. I'm fucked. Right. It just seems like that they, they would have something a little more. Pres- I mean, we have find yeah. my friends, like at yeah. least have find my friends. Yeah. It's like having find your enemies, but yeah. in your chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Which I do. I think like that the second like somebody approaches, I'm like, yeah, they're here. It's true. It's yeah. already sort of like that. Like if I'm, you know, like, like female, females, females, <laughs> women have that sensibility a little yeah. bit as a survival tactic for predators. I think so. Mini story, mini aside, Wetterland style. I had a, uh, I took a cake at a meeting today because I'm in AA, and I there's this guy. Wait, you brought a cake to no, the meeting, like or they, they give you a cake for your birthday, oh, but that's they don't awesome. actually give you a cake. It's just they sing happy birthday to you, and then they, you call it taking a cake. And um, so my three year anniversary, and this guy who gives the cakes at this meeting does this. Wait, thing. this was today. Congratulations! Oh, I got it last. I made it last Friday, but I took another one today. Um, you do a tour. For your whole week after your birthday. Well, you happy birthday. Go, thank you very much. Um, there's this guy that gives at this one specific, specific mean, there's a guy who gives cakes and he's like, he is old and gross and he like always <laughs> touches women's backs mm. when he does it. And I saw him do it to the girl who took a cake before me. And I was like, uh, I don't want that. I just really don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> like, yeah. I just don't want, I was like, I had this reaction. I was like, Oh, I can't have it. I can't have it. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, so weird that like we are, um, as people on earth, like we know what that touch is and how it feels. Yeah. And the feeling of having it is so unwelcome and so violating. And, and like guys don't understand that. And I completely get why they don't understand right. that because seen on paper, it doesn't make any sense. Why would, who gives a shit? It's just like a guy with his hand on your back. But I think with a tiny bit of context, it starts to become like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know what it's about. So anyway, I went up and took the cake and I and I had all my friends hug me and then I was like, and then they dispersed and I go, okay, no more hugs. We're good on hugs. <laughs> it was like my way of shutting him down. But anyway, I might have to cut this out because of anonymity, but I didn't say any names. Um, so <laughs> everyone listening is just gonna be like, oh, weird touch man. Oh, we know weird. <laughs> so everybody has their weird touch man. It's true. It's their neighbor. Um, that's right. Look out your windows right now, listeners. He's watching. <laughs> Um, so I like this scene a lot where she's wearing a Ish- beautiful Ishara has changed into 
Um, she's put on a bra. This is like American apparel from like a right. few years ago when it's they were, heyday. yeah, in its heyday when they were making just like weird sacks for thin people to wear. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a beautiful teal sack, but it's like all, all one piece. It was never made for my body and I've always <laughs> wanted it to be. It's a, it's just like a onesie. And you like, should take one and fucking rock it. Thank you. Do you think I could pull up just like a Teal unitard. Yes. Thank you so much. And I need you to, especially with that. um, The the special thing about this unitard, I think, is that it has some sort of the paneling padding in it because I'm assuming there's a mic cord in there. Yes. And that's why there has to be texture because you know if they could well you can make her braless, they would. They sure would. Well the, you can also <laughs> see there's like these weird there's like this little paneling of like a slightly darker blue. It's like, where did she get this? Was this regulation? Made. They made it. Uh, oh. Or this is my other fantasy about the things yeah. they wore on this show. Is it somewhere out there? Like is was this a Bill Blass piece? Oh, I would because love I don't think they that. were spending tons of money. I think they were buying some off the rack pieces and combining them. I mean, that's like a thing you wear under a ski sh- suit. Like if yes. she was, you know oh what my I mean? God, like, I'm dying. I'm so upset because like I really, I've been looking for warm onesies for a long time, mm-hmm. and for a while Patagonia had one. They stopped making them, and. Uh, Polar Camping had one. They also stopped making them. They're basically like really useful if you go camping. Are you a camper? Yes. They okay. have these. They, they're they warm onesies and they have a back flap so you can. That's great. You know, but they kind of don't. It's like not a thing that they make anymore, I guess. But like I fucking love them because you just live in them for like three days. Right. And it's then it's really gross at the end. But you wash <laughs> your armpits in between and everything. Um. Anyway. Sorry, this guys. Is, no, this is again like kind of a high fashion kind of a drag look I yeah think. like there's a club kid element to everything she's wearing that i'm really down with yeah and if you get cast in this part you're like stoked yes absolutely you, you're like yeah i will put this on my resume and also just the fact that like she's becoming buddies with data and he like kind of doesn't understand that's the other hot thing it's like he doesn't understand he's just he overwhelmed get the with emotions yeah he's overwhelmed with um, what does he call them like synapses <laughs> yeah. or whatever are firing in his neural cortex but his um what do they call it a positronic cortex so he so at this point um what we're about to watch she has uh learned about her sister a little bit more from the captain the captain was like your sister wasn't all bad she was like my favorite officer and i hired her specifically and she was really brave and awesome and so we can kind of see that she's starting to soften up a little bit and she's um, really interested in data because data was close to Tasha and data, like you said, is like really, um, she, they have this interaction where she's like, he goes, Oh, he, sh- Tasha was close to Worf and, um, Riker and also me. And she's like, can you have friends? And I want to be like, bitch, he just said, <laughs> like, yeah. a second ago. but, um, but so they become friends each of the Alliance headquarters that powers all of their defensive systems. Maybe it is banks. This chamber is accessed from Yeah, I think it is. Entry points are evenly spaced along this wall every I need a diagram meters. of her bangs so I can be, like, pointing. It's gorgeous. It's like a Grace Jones mm-hmm. cover. Dito? Yes! Tasha's post. Tactical station. Where Lieutenant Worf is now. Her bot is slamming. I'm joining I mean, that is. resistance. Did Tasha have many friends here? Yes. This is the scene. She was especially close to Commander Riker and Lieutenant Worf. And to myself. And to myself. Are you able to have friends? He just said. Yes. <laughs> yes, bitch. But you don't have feelings, do you? Yes. <laughs> 
touch. Sorry, I do. However, <laughs> even among There's humans, so much space. friendship is sometimes less an emotional response and more a sense of familiarity. That's pretty cold. So you can become yeah. used to someone. Exactly. As I experience certain sensory input patterns, my mental pathways become accustomed to them. The input is eventually anticipated. And even she's like trying to look interested. Uh huh. <laughs> my sister. Yes. This like is what sister. the writers think flirting. Is. Yeah, yeah. Any interaction, <laughs> any interaction so where you become familiar. It's like I'll wear you down over time. Yeah. It's like any. It's like you know how like a girl. It's like a girl just saying normal stuff, but in this super sexy way. Yeah. Like so you can imagine how often they feel they're being flirted with. <laughs> Also, Literally every day. Also, the the implication that because he was close to her sister, she's like, yeah, I also want to be close to you now. Like, I yeah. feel like there's a girl code about that where it's like, absolutely not, yeah. dude. Yeah, well, but then again, her sister abandoned her, whatever, like 15 years ago. This is like her way of being close. Or like, also look, just, how, look at this. This is a tight suit. Yeah, so we do have a full-length view of the suit at this point, and I do think there's some ribbing. There's some absolute boob pad- padding. Boob padding for sure, because her boobs before... Were not, yeah. I, she was like a maybe a large B, yeah, small C. Yeah, she's fully bodacious And she's now. like a DD. And Data's like, duh, 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 duh. Uh, I also think like you, the uniforms are like a hot thing, like as far as like Star Trek guys go, like it's guys who are like have positions of authority mm, and like are good at their jobs mm, and stuff. So like that's the other reason that Data is and like Riker are appealing. And I do think they're two different kinds of, but they're the McCoy and Spock of this show. Yeah, that's true. They so, are. But yeah. you're not annoyed by Riker. Not at all. Because Riker's so soft. I mean, he's like, he's a cheese ball more than he is a creepo patriarch. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like whenever Riker gets like uh, too big for his britches, or he gets like, w- Riker will get into these situations where he's, um, you know, he 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 gets defensive, and right. it happens a lot, and then he gets shut down, and he's always like, he I feel like he's always like, yeah, sorry, you know, like a little bit, he's just like, okay, well, whatever, but it doesn't feel like with McCoy where it's this bubbling rage that I think he's going to take out on someone. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, that, I, I've never gotten like, that. McCoy this is, scares me. This is really making me reassess something. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, you've made me reassess. So, I'm, well, this is beautiful. We're just, just learning to, now at this point. Yeah, exactly. is that what touche is? It's just yeah, it is. Touche is when is when <laughs> you reassess things. <laughs> no, touche is when you make somebody. It's like in in kind. Like I don't I don't know what it is. You I make somebody touche. Yeah. You see, yeah. You, you t- you got touched, and then then and you then got touched at them back. back. Yeah, right. thanks. <laughs> um, look at her collarbones, just glowing. So this is her date with Some Data. Took care of us for a few months, but then one day we came home and they were gone. This is her audition scene. No quest. So Tasha took care of me, and when I was old enough, I joined the coalition. Tasha did not. My sister hated the cadres. She blamed them for her parents' death. For everything. She refused to join and she left as soon as she had the chance. I always thought she was weak for doing that. 
was wrong. Maybe, maybe she made the right choice. Imagine being Brent Spiner and having to sit. <laughs> it's double. Several takes. <laughs> this is the most to auditions work together scene. for I'm something besides killing. It's like they forgot to rewrite to it for the actual show. Without always like having to protect your back. This is this is her audition itself. This is just this is the screen <laughs> test. It just feels like that's all a green. It's green appealing. In the future, tables are lit like that because everyone looks good underlit. That's like a way we evolved. It's always true. You're the perfect yeah. example. I, I can't wait for us to get I to that. Even know you dated, but already I completely trust you. Why? He's done nothing to earn that. <laughs> I even consider you a friend. Hmm? Thank you. I would like to consider you my friend as well. That means nothing. By the way, that means nothing. The writers think that this is like how they know it's on. Fifteen years ago, things might have been different. Huh? I like the data's just like cool. What? Maybe it's not too late. All right. So she decides in this moment. So they think she decides to get her um, weird crystal taken out of her chest. We do have to wrap things up now because the other guests have arrived and I've oh, gone I'm over so time sorry. a little bit. Okay. Um, where are we at? Oh, one, okay. Well, we've got a little bit longer. Um, it's not your fault. It's you totally my fault. It's, it's fine. for sure not your fault. I feel so bad. You do not feel bad. You okay. feel good. Th- I feel you good. You feel good. You're Thank excited. You. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, so before we go, um, I do need to show you this coat that I bought. Yes, please. <laughs> it's completely not... We should wrap up our our discussion of the show because something crazy does happen at the end. Were you expecting the twist at the end of this app? Yes. You, you saw it coming. But I think it's like because of the amount of Next Generation I've watched. Maybe. Just the amount of like Star Trek I've watched. I was like, because this. you know that anytime... I feel like it's kind of a trope in this show at this point that if Data gets close to something, it has to die. Yeah. Because it's happened with lore. It happens with, I think, other things at some point. It just isn't permanent. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't going to stay around. Tasha be, died. I, like, I knew she wasn't a regular character. Right, so right. So something bad is going to happen But sometimes on this show that, like, people will drop in and be like, great, we'll be friends forever. And then music <laughs> plays and then they leave and we never see them again. Yeah, that, all, that does also happen. Do you want to come in and say hi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she just has Hi. to. Well, speaking of Hi, amazing love. coats. Hi. Um, this is, Hi, this is Veronica. Welcome ah, to Trex in the City. Ah, if you're just joining us. Oh my god, and you've got the like dots eyeliner yeah, I've been she's trying doing to perfect, dots but it like I can't make it the, work, but it looks gorgeous on you. Oh thank you. The dots? Yeah. I have dot eyeliner, guys. Hi guys, how are you doing? How's listening to this episode so far? I'm talking to the listeners. Okay, you're talking to the listeners. I'm not talking to you guys. We love it. I was like, we hope good. (laughs) Yeah. We've been doing our best without you. Well, I'm sorry. Alex's been listening. And he's not allowed to say what's been happening. He's the mute. I told him to stop. He's the mute in the corner. I told him to stop responding when I try to do bits with him because he keeps (laughs) fucking it up. (laughs) Look at at his hair. He's over it. I know. I told him it looks like a wig. It looks like my hair. No, it's, it's your curls wa- are better. You have your waves. His, he's well, curls. no, no, not now, but like uh, when I had it like that. 
Um, you know, remember? So this is Jenny. Hi, Hi Jenny. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice Thank you for having me on your podcast. Of course. Thank you for being here. I'm so glad you're here. I'm like, thank you for being here. <laughs> no, it's totally, we've been having a great time. I did feel like something was missing, so I'm glad you're here now. You here did? I am. No, I didn't. Okay, I good. don't know. God, <laughs> mommies are fighting. Don't get into this kind of hot waters, because we'll bicker all night. <laughs> and we will. Don't set us against each other. Um, so How we were just doing? going to wrap up this episode. And have you seen this one before? Uh, yeah, of course. So this I is the episode. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth about this. So here's something that I, th- I found Yara's interesting: sister. is that they said that this um, piece of the tracking device in her chest was going to explode when it contacted with air. So they found a way to extract it from her chest without having it explode. And then after that happens, they just have it out. <laughs> like, That's and smart. They're like, keep it here. It is. And I'm like, wait, wasn't it a bomb? Like. 25 minutes ago and now it's just well, not. Well, it's fine now. They never explained. Now, now it's bejeweled. Now it's just <laughs> a jewel. She's just, she's and just plus, it's like this yellow um, crystal and I love it and I definitely want it to be a piece of jewelry. You know what I'm shook by? The fact that she's combed her entire hair back We talked about that and we wonder. Because it's so hard to keep, when I do that, my hair won't stay. It's I don't know how anyone keeps the their top. hair all the way back. But it's sprayed here, and then I think it's it's back combed, and then sprayed again, and then I do think that there's some pin in the yeah. structure here. We've that been talking is about this haircut major for a while. Hair yeah, work. It's, it's pretty amazing. tight. I, well, I'm glad I, I jumped in on this too. Me too. She defies gravity in a lot of ways. <laughs> Sideways, <laughs> like frontal. Her, well, her, she's just no bra in, her in like this very like unforgiving scene, silk shirt. It was like for sure no bra. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like no bra, and she looks great. Yeah. yeah. And it was like nips all around, and she was like, yeah, I'm just a freedom fighter, not having a bra. <laughs> Then you ever like hug someone who who had their boobs made for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't judge that, but it's always but shocking they, cause when you're like, oh, ow, whoop, yeah, yeah, like it hurts. I've twice. never hugged anybody who had their boobs done. Really? Mm. See, bucket list. A, bucket list. I had a friend. Uh, yeah, you got to find them. <laughs> you got to really try to hug <laughs> a bunch of women. Los Angeles going City on. of Dreams. Hashtag this episode. Also, uh, <laughs> Alice Boob Hunt. Oh, Alice Boob Hunt. Hashtag Alice Boob Hunt for this episode. Ha- let's find me somebody with um, reconstructed breasts so that I can hug them and f- see what it feels like. And also, what they get out of it is a hug from me. So it's just hard. Win-win. It just yeah. feels hard. Uh, also, just to put that image in everyone. You know, yeah. just listening. It's just when women hug. I'm glad well, we got the there. Four boobs go. Well, okay. I was also about to show Jenny. <laughs> so it turns out in the end of this Alex episode, like giggles in the back. <laughs> so in the end of this episode, it turns out that she is a turncoat. And we were discussing how every episode, with data gets close to somebody. Of course, that person has to either die or betray him. Right, right, right. Um, or both. Or both. And so this episode, did she die? No, she no. just betrayed him and went back to her. No, because yeah. she put on her no bra shirt yeah. later. So she betrays everybody. And it turns out she was just pretending to be friends with Data. <laughs> because, and also everybody on the crew. And the funny thing is, like, everybody on the crew was like, yeah, we love you. We want you to be on the ship at all times. And in the beginning of this entire interaction, Troy was like, hey, they're lying to us. <laughs> yeah. She was like, and I like, can't tell specifically about her, but, but it, this seems like a lie. And we shouldn't have them come yeah. aboard. And they're like, well, but let's see anyway. And then she just totally did her spy shit. Um, so if they had to listen to Troy, uh, episode number 1100, where they should have listened to Troy. So the scene in the end where she says goodbye to Data after having bet- betrayed everyone. I'm just shook by this dope. pause that you have, like how straight that back of the hair is. It's incredible. <laughs> it's very, we might take a picture of it. Impressed. Look at this hair work, people. And I don't even use the word shook at all. I good. just, I'm like, 
it is like a very like strong hole. I feel like it's built around something, like a bump it That's situation. What I'm thinking too. Or maybe it was just a helmet they they put on her. <laughs> <laughs> and they put hair on a yeah. helmet. And then they, you know, put it on the actress. It's beautifully shaped. So yeah. they have this farewell scene after she's been revealed in front of O'Brien, there, which I her, think is there, I look, look at her perky note. No bra, yeah. I'm sorry yes. if I hurt you that's in the pretty process. Perk. Pretty perky. I'm an android. <laughs> it is not possible for me to be injured in that fashion. Oh, now you're an android. <laughs> He's also Whenever you're ready. an android. I like that O'Brien's also there. Yeah. Cool, guys. Uh, <laughs> He's there for a lot of these scenes, though. He's <laughs> yes, used to people sorry. having dramatic goodbyes. He really the- witnesses <laughs> yeah. so much uh, drama. It's like airport drama. <laughs> this is great. So she says, you know, Data, I wasn't always lying to you. That time we spent talking, that was the closest thing to friendship I've ever had. Really laying it uh, on thick. Okay. And he's so cold here. I love it. That means anything to you. Nothing means anything to me. Energize. Oh, da 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 da. Let the droids be droids. Um. Wow. Nobody's gonna say let He's the droids just... be droids. That was amazing. <laughs> Only Alec got that. Okay. I really appreciate it. So, um, it's not something I would. Now that we got to the end of this, I can show you this coat that I bought. Which is in my car right now, but I didn't. I daren't wear it because it was raining outside today. He does have this scene where he describes what friendship is to Riker. <laughs> and he, yeah, go ahead. With um, no, he just comes and he's just like, I guess I do think about her in my neural cortex sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah, if that's what the wrap up. If scene. that's what missing means, <laughs> which like he knows what that is. Yeah, friendship. Like he knows that. Yeah, exactly. He's been. It's for, season four. I know. He's, I he's you been were through all this a already. Bunch of penises. No. From afar, that's what Gorgeous. it looked like. Gorgeous. Look what at is it. this? Uh, it's this trench coat that I bought. Rock. So it's like this wow, coat Alice. that I found. You're such a fancy that bitch. I'm sometimes obsessed so with. I'm such. A, you know what I am? I'm a fucking carry dude. Yeah. I can't even like. I can't even deny anymore. <laughs> Forwarding to retailer. How long did you like deny I, it for? A long time because I wished I was a Miranda. What? Yeah, I wanted to be a, a That's Samantha. That's the correct Mar- person to want it's to be. It's true. It's the twenty nine. It's Samantha. the twenty eight thing no? choice. Twenty eight thing. Twenty eight thing choice. <laughs> Happy New Year. Twenty eight thing. <laughs> it's also wait. We tried to say twenty nineteen. <laughs> I was trying to say twenty eighteen for some reason. Which is also not which correct. Which I signed. I said twenty eight thing. Today I signed something twenty uh, seventeen, and I realized it's because I knew I had. I only knew the part of that it was to avoid 18. <laughs> well, you went, went the, yeah, because you never want to go. It was a 50-50 shot. Yeah, yeah it's like either front or back. So you see it has three coat layers. Oh it my looks God, like you're wearing so three cool. coats. Well, it looks like you have a shirt. It, it looks like you layered the shit out of your outfit and you're just it's like, like yeah. a naked underneath. I really like that. the thing is, these, these, so these sleeves, you can see it on the model, they haven't really styled it properly because they're they're really long and oversized. So you what you scrunch them up and they're these huge poofy sleeves. You look like April. And then you tie this a little tighter. It's and like it's a, like, yeah. It's like um, uh, John Bender from The Breakfast Club, but make it fashion. It was not that much money. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, because I get those credit card yeah, points. Like, yeah, exactly that. 
Mm-hmm. Well, what credit card points are you oh, we're we talking a, about? We had a whole points conversation at the top of the Guys, show. If you're just joining us, they're going to update me. We always say if they're just joining us, which no one should ever be just <laughs> joining us. <laughs> podcast at the end of the yeah. show. This is never happening. Guys, if you're just no tuning like, in. Oh, let me tune into the last 10 minutes of this podcast. I only like the last See what 10 I minutes of this one. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you if you like the wrap up. It's a great wrap up. But uh, if you're just tuning in, I just got the Vet Venture Capital Venture. Capital One Venture Rewards card, which gives you two times points on everything you buy and fi- uh, 10 times points on all uh, reservations made at Hotels.com. Plus, I'm an Ebates stan. So, I am saying. so... Sh- There's a whole... Shocked. You, uh, you almost said shocked. Oh, I just... No, not shook. Shocked. Yeah. You should be. <laughs> I'm shook at the haircut. I'm yeah. shocked at how many just brands you just mentioned. Yeah, I am. And they're not, wow. none of them are supporting this podcast. Yeah, they should of, be. That's what I'm saying. Like, hotels.com, what are you, a dad? Oh, thanks. <laughs> I am. I'm a cat dad. Yeah, you are. Um, Jenny Jaffe. Thank you so much for having me, Thank guys. you so much for it being wasn't here. It was such a pleasure this for me so to fun. have you. It was so nice getting to know you. <laughs> Get, going into a deep dive with Veronica, as you have Thank done. You. And, uh, I feel like we left this episode being friends. Yes, yes I do too. Yeah. And we would we love to have so you back. Thank you. We would really love to have you back. <laughs> Thank I just you. Just she she mostly. Because you, she had we would love to, just so I can, you know, figure what You'll it's You'll have to go back and listen to... I want to know what all the fuzz is about. <laughs> uh, I also like your little sparks, your inner eye sparks. Oh, thank you wonderful. so much. Yeah, see? Oh, man, little see? details. Like, yeah, I yeah. love this. We yeah. could have, we should have, we could have, we would have. We should have, we could have, we would have. We could have. But now, it's too late. <gasps> <gasps> oh, yeah, I have three rings. Oh, my God. I got married. Oh, my God, Mazel tov. Thank oh, you. Oh, my God. You just kissed my ring. I guess I am a queen. Aww, they look <laughs> or like beautiful. a mob boss. Uh, Jose's mom made these. They, she my she mother, made them? Yeah, she's a jeweler. Oh my god. That's she's a great a, person to have in the she's family. She's a jeweler. <laughs> the hardest word for me to say. It is, isn't Murderer, it? Murderer. Those are not words that I say. My, mom, my friend's mom was Brazilian and she was like, I can't say that word. Mundo. How do you... Wow. <laughs> She just never got Whoa. to the end. Murder? World. She just continued world. it. It never ended. I was like, war. She was like, war. <laughs> and I was like, say were. And she's like, were. Say d, d. Say old. And she couldn't do it. So, <laughs> war. war. <laughs> it just fades away. Like those songs that fade away. Yeah. Those are poorly done. Just finish your song. <laughs> Figure out a way to finish a song. Damn we shit. Are the World would have been a very short song. We are the world. <laughs> yeah, End of song. End of song. <laughs> it's more of a, it's like a text tone. Isn't it funny that the song We Are the World is also like an endless song, just like the word world? Yeah. <laughs> That's why. true. <laughs> or it's a small we world. We are the world. <laughs> it's a small, small world. <laughs> it's uh, a so small I can't world. Say, I can't say the word durer. Durer. It's a jeweler. Jeweler. A jeweler. <laughs> a jeweler. It's like a jeweler. I know what you meant, though. But yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. said jeweler. You can say jewel. Jewel. Yeah. Er. Er. Jeweler. Jeweler. 
Okay. There you jeweler. Go. You got it. A jeweler. You're perfect. Yeah. A jeweler? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. You're a jeweler. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not. such a jeweler. I'm just a Jew. It's <laughs> different. Yeah, yeah. Jew. Mm. Lur. Yeah, exactly. We thought of a show we're going to pitch called Jew Zealand. Zealand. Oh, it's And just this. me living in <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> it's oh, just how do Jaffy I react in New to Zealand. This? <laughs> and she's going to be a. <laughs> oh, how do I react to this? <laughs> With glee. What is Jew Zealand. It's I'm living in New Zealand and doing like adventurous stuff Are and like Jewish and neurotic. No, Jew. nobody's a new. No, like I really, don't, I really don't and think they're so. not really New Zealand Jews. About stuff. And they're, they're like just, sure, they're very just, relaxed. You don't I really appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. And you're like exactly. Yeah, yeah. You want to get yeah, just guy in the hang glider. And you're like, I what? Are the, what are these straps? I don't <laughs> even know who's from New Zealand. I guess <laughs> okay. <laughs> like Frodo, aren't they all? Shooting? I don't even know who's from New Zealand these days. You know what I'm saying? These kids, I don't even get it. Who's from New Zealand? No, they Did you just look up who's know. from New Zealand? <laughs> that, yo, I need to Google. Are you who's googling? From New are you on the Wikipedia of Jews of New Zealand? <laughs> wow. What have you found? There's everything in this world. <laughs> in, in 1831, there were 61 Jews in New Zealand. Oh! Oh that my is a God! Full country of how many million? <gasps> That's what, like I am five scandalized. minions? That is, that is five minions. There's not even a sixth one. No, sixty-one. There's six minions. Six minions. I'm really bad at math. Just ten times ten, right? Ten. Mm. You don't need twelve. No, it's not complicated like that. They made it easy for you. For can, I mean, you folk. already broke the fourth wall. Like if you Alec, have managed you to talk. keep your ten fingers, you can figure it out. If you don't know how, anything, right? <laughs> so there, well, but it, 61 is like kind of sad for that yeah, one. The one guy. We Sorry, do have to pal. wrap up. You think so they we're have gonna like go a, out the? You think they have several types of Judaism there? Or it's just like one. <laughs> I feel like you yeah. have. They're only all reform. very reform. Yeah. Yeah. You have to stop talking to Jenny though because we oh, yeah. have another guest. Our guest is outside, actually. Our other I guest will is let outside. you leave you guys yeah. to your other. Take a picture. Wow, yeah, you have go a out. wonderful blazer. What is Thank this? Thank you Isn't so much. Great? I came accessorized. I was like, this is going to be too much for a okay. podcast. I keep and telling I you to wrap it up and then you, you keep. We're getting along. I know. You this keep lingering. This is friendship like Janet. Maybe it'd be funny, Alec, if we do just fade out. <laughs> like at some point. Can you fade us out while someone has to say the word like, world first? Yeah, where it's a small, small. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it did not go okay, your way. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Hey there. Congratulations. You made it all the way through that episode. Wow. We did not think you were going to be able to do it. it we was barely touch and could. Go. Yeah. Anyway, now that you did, Michael and I have a pretty cool surprise for you. We are going to get high. What? Come on. What are you let's light about? up that joint, baby. No, with Colin, our listeners. What are you, that is not what we do. Literati is a podcast about books. What? It's not about getting stoned. I thought we were, I thought we had a special treat. You for don't pe- even smoke weed. You freak out. Yeah, but I was paranoid. Gonna, I thought we had a special treat or surprise for the listeners who made it to the end of yeah, the episode. Yeah, we're going to play them a clip from our show. Now, how would we get uh, everybody high? That doesn't even make honestly, sense. Honestly, I didn't I 
I'm I don't really listen to podcasts. I don't I didn't know if that, they I'm guessing they had the technology to do no, that. No, they yeah. don't. That's such a weird No, Colin, we're not gonna get anybody high. We're not getting high. Okay. I actually think that you shouldn't be promoting that on this podcast. Yeah, to okay. Tell people fine. That. But if you want to get high at home, sure do it, but we're not promoting I, it. I, but. I, that's neither here nor there. We're gonna play a clip from our podcast with Josh Sharp. So just right. listen and enjoy that and get high. What? And with that in mind, we'd like to take the pressure off of us for a second and introduce you to the reader of today. He's a recent NYU dropout, and we know that means a recipe for success. Oh, yes, indeed. Dropping out of school and into our hearts, we have young novelist and self-proclaimed genius, Clint Dimples, for you. Enjoy. Uh, hello, my name is um, Clint Dimples. And um, this is a piece of short literature that I call The Story. There was once a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate. Though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal basic income, the girl was of a happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these, when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? He asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping. She said it's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, said the grandfather. Maybe a story would help? The little girl nodded, and so the old man began. There once was a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate. Though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal basic income, the girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these, when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? He asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, said the grandfather. Maybe a story would help? The little girl nodded, and so the old man began. There once was a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate, though her parents, who had invented the soda stream, were murdered eight months before while leaving a Papa John's pizza in Bridgeport, Connecticut. The girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right, he asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, said the grandfather. Maybe a story would help? The little girl nodded, and so the old man began. There was once a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate. Though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal basic income, the girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only fading to melancholia on nights such as these when the rain shuddering at the window made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? He asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. <laughs> I know how that is, said the grandfather, with the trouble sleeping. Is that why you sleep on the roof, the little girl asked? Yes, that's why. That's why I sleep on the roof. I see, she said. And no other reason, he yelled. Okay, cool, fine, said the girl. Will you tell me a story, huh? said the old man. A story. Oh, yeah, sure, right, story, yeah. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> 
And so the old man began. There once was a girl with deep brown hair who lived with her grandfather in a small cabin upstate, though her parents, who had been professors, died eight months before in an automobile accident while returning from an academic conference on the viability of the universal banking of sick income. The girl was of a mostly happy sort, her optimism only failing to melancholy on nights such as these when the rain shuddering at the windows made her wish for her mother's arms. Her grandfather, a wiry man with a great beak of a nose, long, pointed, and yellow, like a beak, this nose, like a big fucking beak. Her grandfather, the man, he just climbed the, had just climbed the old stairs to her attic bedroom when he heard her quiet sniffles. Is everything all right? He asked the girl. I'm just having trouble sleeping, she said. It's hard sometimes. Yes, I know, he said, scratching at his big fucking beak nose. Maybe a story would help. Sure, Grandpapa, but what's happening to you? Whatever do you mean, he asked. Your nose, it's turned into a beak like that of a bird. And sure enough, it had the nose ossified into a large yellow beak. Squawk, said the grandfather. Squawk, squawk, as feathers, deep blue and red feathers, began to shoot out of his back. Squawk, he said. Squawk! Why, grandfather, the little girl cried, you're turning into a bird! A real fucking bird with a giant fucking beak! It's amazing! His feet now claws. He reached over and stood atop the girl's wrists. Then he flapped and flapped until he started to rise over the bed, clutching the small girl beneath him. His great wings swatting at the walls, he tilted his feathered crown forward and burst, beak first, out of the large attic window. The girl hung below him as they made their way up, higher and higher, until the house was but a speck below them. She looked up. Thank you, Grandpapa. Thank you. Thank you for transforming into a big fucking bird and taking flight. And then the old man let forth a mighty squawk, spread his wings wide, and the two soared off into the warm night air, floating and finally free. The end. What a lovely story, said the little girl. But I must ask, was the grandpa in that story, the one who turned into a bird, was he supposed to be you? Me? The old man replied. (laughs) Whatever you mean. I mean, said the little girl, that maybe it is you who wants to be a bird? I'm asking in part because I know you like to sleep on the roof. I told you about that already. I just do that because I like it. No other reason, he shouted. Well, sure, said the girl, but the way in which you, you know, chew my food up for me and our winter foods, our winter trips down south, it just all makes me think that maybe you want to be a bird for some reason, which, to be honest, is sort of a ridiculous notion given that you're a grown man. And so if you actually want to be a bird, well, I don't know, maybe you're just uh, crazy. Okay, story time is over, said the old man. I'm turning off the lights now. It's time for bed. He pulled the chain on the lamp and all was still. I know you have to use the ladder in my room to climb climb onto the roof, Grandpa, said the little girl. So you can turn the lights back on and and get it if you want. Okay, I'll turn them on just because I want to turn them on. How about that, said the old man, fumbling for the chain. There we go. They're on. The lights are on. Oh, and look, it's the ladder I need to get on the roof. You know, I better go up there to check on some of the tiles and the roofing and other things. Not to sleep, just to, you know, check it out. I trust you won't mind turning the lights off once I'm up there, you know, just in case I take a while. No, Grandpapa, of course not. All right, he said, here I go, up the ladder to check on the tiles. Night, night, I'm almost to the top. Shutting the hatch behind him, the old man sat down on the roof, pulled his knees to his chest, then looked up to the sky and quietly sobbed. A pigeon landed on his shoulder, and the man gently scooped the bird in his palms and pulled it close. Not today, he whispered, snot running down his face. Maybe someday, but not today. The end. What a sad story, said the little girl. I feel sad for the man in that story who told that other story, the man who wanted to be a bird. Yes, the old man replied, but sometimes it is the sad stories that give us comfort, that remind us of how lucky we are to have what we have. Your parents left you with a great fortune, and uh, you should take solace in that. She nodded. Yes, but I still miss mom and pop. She paused. Grandpa, do you think they'll ever find who murdered my parents in front of that Papa John's pizza in Bridgeport, Connecticut? The grandfather thought for a moment. 
No, I'm almost certain they will not. He drew in a labored breath. I was very careful. The girl looked up at him. You are what? I said I was careful. He stood up over her bed. And what's more, I'm not like the old man in that story, pretending to be something he's not. It's time you know who I really am, little girl. I murdered your parents outside of that Papa John's pizza in Bridgeport, Connecticut. The girl pulled back towards the wall. You what? Why would you do that? Because I wanted that soda stream money. And with them gone, now only you stand in my way. In one quick motion, he removed the knife from his sleeve and plunged it into the little girl's chest. He pulled her close to his face and whispered, Let me hear you squawk before you fly away, little bird. Let me hear you squawk. Stop, 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 the little girl shouted. I don't like it when the stories turn scary. I'm sorry if I gave you a fright, said the old man, catching himself. I just thought a little adventure story might take your mind off things. Yes, but a story about a man who tells a story of some other man who lies and yet another story is a way of revealing that he's murdered a little girl's parents when I'm here sad about my parents? What are you thinking, you old kook? And what was all that bird stuff? You're right, you're right, the old man replied, standing up from bed. I guess I just got away from myself. He backed out of the room. Good night, it won't happen again. He opened the bedroom door and tumbled into the dark, empty vacuum of space. The house fell away from him and he slowly drifted, naked now to his boxer shorts, earth far off in the distance. A chorus of male voices, hundreds of them, came at him from every direction. You've done well, my good and favored son. Squawk. Know that you are good and strong and that your cock is mighty and powerful. Squawk. And as he crossed into the black hole, his every atom splitting into more energy than powers our sun, his frozen form on the event horizon trapped for eternity was that of a man, arms spread wide and reaching for something greater. The end. I don't get it, said the little girl. <laughs> Come to think of it, said the old man, me either. He gave her a kiss on the head. A nightingale landed on the windowsill. He pulled out an old luger he'd stolen from a Nazi during the war, and then he shot the bird dead. The end. Don't forget today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. Is BetterHelp.com the whole thing? No one's here. I'm alone in a hotel room by myself. And that's something that used to give me a lot of anxiety. Actually, it, I was usually fine with being alone. Uh, it's other people. That's my ish. But I was able to get over my ish with the help of a licensed professional. That's why I'm urging you today to go to BetterHelp.com so you can get matched up with a therapist that can start helping you unpack your issues, whatever they may be, alone in a hotel room or in a hotel room with people. By the way, my issues were not that I was in a hotel room with people. It was just other people dealing with them, etc. All right, better, betterhelp.com. Enter code TREX for 10% off your first month. <laughs>